are about to listen to the Tacoma Country and Golf Club podcast, inspiring stories from the club since 1894. Today is April 25th, and sitting beside me is my best friend, Mark Bergman, member for 10 years, and sitting eight feet away from us is Brandon Roberts. Well, hey, for the record, let's get this straight. COVID is is coming to an end. We're literally officially four feet away from each other. Mm -hmm. Added together. Maybe maybe close. There we go. Absolutely. Brandon, it's been a big year for you, right? Huge. I mean, you've had a lot of changes, a lot of big life accomplishments. Um, Do you want to dive into a little bit what that looks like? Sure. Yeah. Um, Past year was exciting. And it's not calendar year. Everything's just flowing along. Uh, Got out of the Army late August. Uh, got engaged a couple weeks prior. Those two events are not correlated mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Um, got, you know, a beautiful, went on a nice trip with my family, uh, came back, started working for Mike Fair, and then uh, in past couple weeks, a uh, couple things have changed. I got married, and Catherine and I got married on March 19th, which was a lot of fun. We actually had dinner here overlooking American Lake, and it was beautiful. And Caleb Dunn was our photographer. He did an awesome job. So we kept everything, you know, in-house. And uh, now we are making plans to move to Oklahoma. So a couple weeks ago, I took a pit stop in beautiful Lawton and was there for two days and found a house and found a golf course and found a place to buy some fish. So (laughs) I checked all the boxes. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. How much longer do you think uh, she wants to stay in? Oof. That's a... Million dollar question. It's a million dollar question. Yeah. Plus. Million dollar plus. Yeah, uh-huh. there are some, some major factors, uh, life choices that, that we have to make, and um, it's it's unknown. And the place you're moving to, one more time, Lawson? Lawton. Lawton. L-A-W-T-O-N. It's about 80 minutes southwest of Oklahoma City. Why there? Uh, so Fort Sill is a, a trade doc post, but she's going to be working at, I think it's the Reynolds Health Clinic. If mm-hmm. that's completely wrong, I'm sorry. It's a health clinic on, uh-huh. uh, on Lawton. And I think she's doing uh, preventive medicine or something of that nature. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And yeah. you are going to be cooking dinners? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to be the trophy husband. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't have a, a strong <laughs> plan. trophy. Yeah, I don't have a, well, you're looking at a market. Uh, I don't have a strong plan for that right now. Yeah. Um, we've put ourselves in a position where we're, we're lining things up that uh, it's it's okay if I go a yeah. months. But, a little hiatus. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So it was, it, was a, it was a tough show. Actually, on uh, April 1st was my first day of uh, unemployment, per yeah. se. Never, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I jokingly say I never had a job uh, in the Army, but... Um, I worked for Mike Fair for six months, and uh, it just wasn't lined up with what I was wanting it to be, and, mm-hmm. and he was kind of feeling the same way, so yeah. I said, okay, I think we should, oh, no, we should walk cool. away. But, yeah, uh, still friends. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, Mike's a great guy. Uh, his company's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing against that. It just wasn't what I was looking for. For sure. And, uh, yeah. Well, let's let's pivot back a little bit and, and talk about that youth again, because oh, I know that you good. were a huge amateur golfer, right? And you played against current PGA professionals. Yeah. How many times did you play against guys like that, and did you ever beat them? Oh, um, a lot. I, not not beating, but uh, a lot of rounds. Um, yeah, gosh. I mean, Cameron Champ and Bryson DeChambeau were the two 
uh, local guys that are now prominent PGA Tour players. Right. Um, but I mean, I've, I've played in tournaments with uh, Jordan Spieth, uh, Xander Schauffele. Um, Did you beat Schauffele? I tied him. The one tournament I played against Xander Schauffele, we tied. Uh, it was a tournament down in Southern California. Um, he was playing. I only remember this because it was a big. It was my first like success in the AJGA event. Um, I shot even, even for the first two rounds, and I don't know who he was playing with. I, I think it was Thomas Thomas Lynn, I think, uh, was in the final group with Xander, and I think Xander had shot like 70, 71 or something, and I shot 78 the final round and felt like I absolutely choked on everything. And it was windy, you know, whatever. And come to find out, I got top five. And everybody else had ballooned, too, except for, I think, Thomas Lynn. I think that's who it was. Yeah. Uh, he shot, like, seven or something. And it was just, it was windy, and the greens were stupid. And uh, so Xander and I tied that tournament. And I never remember seeing his name ever again. And then all of a sudden, he popped up on PJ Tour. Like, what the heck? You know? <laughs> but I wasn't in his college. You know, he went to U.S. San Diego. He went to San Diego State, I think. Um, never played any tournament. I mean, West Point golf is not – it's D1, but it is not competing with those guys right. at all. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, Bo Hosser was another one. Uh, I beat Bo a couple times. Um, we had a – our high school had a big – it was called the Dale Salutational. Big-time event. And at the time, Bo was the – most successful of junior players because he played in the U.S. Open yeah. as a junior in high school. It was 2011 at Congressional. And for a, a junior to play in the U.S. Open, you're going to get attention, right? So senior year when he rolls around, San Margarita comes out, play a nine-hole match at my home course. Uh, I beat Bo, but the course I grew up on, uh, it's not – I would describe it as not fair uh, because if you don't know <laughs> – I mean, people think Tacoma has some goofy spots. No, the course I grew up on, you, for half the holes, you don't aim at the fairway. You're aiming at a hill. Because if you land on the fairway, it's going to go off. You have to land on the hill and have it come down. So you have guys that come out there and play once a year, and they're like, oh, I'm going to go hit the fairway. Yeah, you're in the bunker, in the hazard, whatever. Uh, so Bo got eaten alive there. Um, but then the Dale Salmitational, um beat him one year. I don't remember if it was junior or senior year. But, um, yeah, actually something that I took – Right, knowing is uh, he was complaining that the greens were too fast in that tournament after having played in the U.S. Open. I was like, okay, I feel a little bit better about myself, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a little goofy seeing people that you know I remember playing junior golf with, and now oh, there they are, you know. So um, it's cool. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. So in so in preparation for today, I actually called your dad this morning. Good. Yeah. So you know the cool thing about Tacoma is, of course, it's relationships, right? Yeah. It's all about you know not just meeting you, but we're meeting your family. And, yeah, that was you know, years ago. And yeah. and it, it we all develop relationships, and yeah. and so it was pretty fun because I called him this morning, and and he's in chasing the sun. He said as he's in oh, yeah. uh, he's Scottsdale. In yeah. yeah, he's in Arizona having fun. But we were talking about just different stories, you know, of kind of your youth and growing up, and like you know who you become and you know, all that good stuff. And so one of the things he brought to my attention was your, was it your senior year playing in a state championship match? Tell us a little bit about how that ended up, because I think you ended up scoring 
higher on your card, mm. and that ended up. I went up, to Dairy Queen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was <laughs> what? My, that was my that was my junior year, um, the state championship. So two weeks before was NorCal, uh, the West Point. Brian Watts came out to watch, and it was in Chico at Butte Creek. Um, I was playing number six. So in California golf, it's six play, five count. And this is going to get to that tournament. Can you explain what six play, five count yeah, is? Yeah. So for uh, team events, you know, whatever level, high school, whatever. I think I get uh, Keep going, sorry. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> six players play that day for the team, but then the best five scores count. Okay. Uh, and individuals are completely separate. If you play as an individual, you're not okay. part of the team count. Yeah. Uh, so California uh, – High school golf is six play, six count five. Okay, uh, and I was playing number six, which at the time I knew what it was. If if junior year was my first year on varsity, I would have been offended that I was playing six because it's implied that you're the worst golfer. Yeah, um, but I I was comfortable with it. I you know I knew I wasn't the worst golfer, and that's just how the cookie was was working that day. And our coach Butte Creek at number eighteen at Butte Creek, it's this dogleg left par five. And similar to number 11 here, there's a massive tree blocking the front of the green. Mm -hmm. And also with number 11, there's OB left. And at the time, I had this really cool uh, tailor-made four-wood, which I thought was awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of the, you know, the mix of it's long enough to be a three-wood, but I can hit high enough to you know, be a five-wood. And I hit it pretty high. And, uh, you know, it was about 220 out. And I was thinking, okay, I'll hit this high fade around the tree. Yeah, let me tell you, I'm not that good. Yeah. <laughs> I hit a snap hit a snap hook. Mm -hmm. The second it came off the face, I'm thinking, oh no, there's OB over there. Cool. Okay, ball hits the tree, comes down, and it's behind a piece of grass that looks like the microphone. Yeah. Just fluff. Yeah. So I'm like 30 yards from the green. Of course, my coach walks over to me, Leo Lopos, short of Filipino dude. I've never seen him smile during a tournament. He looks at me dead in the face and says, I need you to go up and down. Yeah. And mind you, the West Point golf coach is there. The whole team's lined up. Everybody knows what's going on. And yeah. he came over to tell me you need to get up and down. Well, the majority of scores are in. So obviously yeah. something's, something's going something's on. Up. Yeah. You have to get top three as a team to finish, to, to make it a yeah. state. Oh, okay. Well, you know, of course, you do your tour pro walk around and you know, <laughs> do all that. Pulled out 60 degree and... I hit this thing, and if you've ever hit a low spinner, when it comes off the face, it looks like you thinned it. Mm -hmm. But you know that you hit it perfect. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. I hit this thing, and it might have only got five feet off the ground. Yeah. Like a 40-yard shot, mm -hmm. right? Just a bullet toward the flag. Yeah. And it one-hopped and stopped about two inches from the flag. Nice. And I was like, thank God, because I can't miss that. Yeah. Right? I mean, if it was like three feet, I'd be doing the shake. <laughs> yeah. And tap it in. We won by one stroke. So we make it to state. Um, my birthday's June 7th. The state championship was June 8th. So on my birthday at Poppy Hills, I played with Jonathan Garrick, who is a professional golfer. He played at UCLA. Played with Jonathan Dallas Reyes, who was my teammate. Played at St. Mary's. Now he plays professionally. And played with Justin Pagila, who... Justin, if you're hearing this, I'm sorry. Could have played professionally. <laughs> yeah. uh, chose to go to West Point. That's a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. And is now a Marine Corps pilot. Okay. Uh, so awesome birthday, Poppy Hills, sunny day, great. So 
the following day, of course, state championship, I mean, it felt like the U.S. Open. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's, you're nervous, oh, yeah. or whatever. And uh, first hole, you know, make a, I think I made a par bogey. Second hole's a par three, uh, make par. And then the third hole, uh, I was playing with a Tory Pines guy, and I don't remember the other school. Um, but the Tory Pines guy was keeping my score. Play the third hole. I hit the green. Had about 15 feet. Two putt for par. Uh, birdie four. Long story short, get to 18. Make birdie on 18. So I'm feeling good. And I knew I shot 75. Everybody keeps scoring there. Yeah. If you don't, you're probably shooting 65 or 95. Uh, I think I'm on the, 90. yeah, the yeah, 95 yeah, yeah. part. Yeah. No, I mean, it's true. It's true. <laughs> the guys that say they don't keep score, I mean, I think of like Justin Thomas. If yeah. you ask Justin Thomas, hey, what do you add? He'd probably say, I don't know, because he's in space. Mm-hmm. Um, but super excited. Didn't really sign my – you know, I didn't really view the numbers. I just, oh, yeah, birdie at 18 and, and sign. <laughs> of course, hanging out with your your teammates. You know, my, my parents are there and uh, standing around waiting for the – scoreboard to pop up you know you got your name and everything and um so they go to post my score they posted a 74 and my heart dropped yeah i just i i i cannot describe the feeling it's just not comfortable yeah Yeah. it's not comfortable integrity l and i wasn't even thinking that it was just oh that's not right yeah i I, it just i'm looking at going that doesn't look right yeah you're 100 percent sure 100 percent sure. yeah 100% like, no, i know i, well, I knew exactly yeah. i knew yeah. yeah there was no questions i shot a 75 yeah and uh so i venture over there and you know i was very happy with my score and uh i went to the rules official i said hey um there's a there's a problem mm-hmm. uh, i shot 75 and shot 74 oh okay okay um well let's just just check your scorecard so we started going through and the Tory Pines guy gave me a birdie on number three, but I made par. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he. I don't know what he was watching. Yeah, know, <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe somebody else was playing. And it was I, a par three. It was par four. Par four. It was par okay, four. Yeah, still. Um, I don't know what was going on, but uh, he gave me a birdie, and of course I made par. So I had signed for a higher score than I'd shot, which implies that I cheated. Yeah. Under the rules of golf, That's I signed for a lower score, so I was disqualified. And I didn't really understand, you mm-hmm. know, to me it was like, okay, this is, that is, and at the time it was catastrophic. Yeah. But didn't, didn't they give you the option to adjust that? And then you elected to stay <sighs> with, with the fact that you defaulted because you made a mistake? I, no, it was, um, they told me if, if this was true, you're going to get DQ'd, um, which I knew it wasn't. I mean, yeah. It came down to it was a decision. I knew at the time it would be important. I didn't want to live with something that wasn't right because yeah. we didn't know what the outcome was going to be. I think I was playing three or four, and I kind of viewed it as if we win this thing by one stroke. Uh-huh. And it was because I knew that I signed for the wrong card. Would I really be proud of that? Mm-hmm. You know, would you right. would you be proud of you know? It kind of, you know, it's it's a state championship. It's important. It's not something you're going to be like, oh, I'm a state. No, it's, you know, but it's not something you'd be proud of because you didn't do it. Yeah. And that's right. You know, I committed. I said, yeah, no, that's that's not right. And I don't know if the rules changed since then. Um, I feel like it has, but um, 
yeah, I, it was one of those like, are you sure? Because you're gonna get DQ'd. And, and but you was. stepped up in the moment and you made a oh a yeah big decision. I wanted said, to see. I, yeah. I did it wrong, and so of course yeah. I need to be DQ'd. Yeah, and at the I was trying to make the argument that hey, I'm telling you, you know, I shouldn't be as punished, but uh, they. So I jokingly say I went to Dairy Queen. So why do you think his dad told you that story? He's proud of him? Mr. Roberts, we obviously got his, his facts wrong. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was something I, mean, I look at it. I, I am much happier to talk about that story with an ending like that 100%. than, than oh. say, oh, look well, at I shot seven, mid-70s. Of this. Like, nobody cares. But it's, yeah. not, it's not only the rules of golf. But it's also the character behind the players that play golf is because yeah. we understand, like, these are the rules that we have to adhere yeah. to. And sometimes, even though in the face of adversity, you still, have to, you still have to take a, a, yeah. a punch in the gut. Yeah. You know? yeah, and then on the ride home, so from Monterey to my parents' house, or, you know, the high school, about two and a half hours, uh, probably an hour of that was, uh, you know, pissed uh, not you talking. or your parents oh or? no myself yourself. myself yeah I disappointed sad um, yeah, you went I, through all the stages all, all, yeah. all, all the stages <laughs> and then uh, actually calling up the West Point coach I thought it would be a big deal he would see my score or he'd see my name and then DQ and go hey Brandon what, what happened yeah, you know? yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> what'd you do so I made sure I called him and say hey this is what happened and a cool part about it was not a single bit of him was, oh, well, I can't believe you didn't shoot 71. No, it was, oh, it sounds like you made the right choice. Oh, That's awesome. Okay, so I'm going to a, a golf program that obviously they want, they want you to play well, right? Yeah. That's important. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, character. Right. West Point's not there to create professional athletes. No. Um, some, I mean, I would venture to say that most schools aren't producing professional athletes. Um, but that's my opinion. But for them in particular, there are a handful, right? There's some guys, uh, Villanueva comes out. He played 10 years in the NFL. The dude's a freak athlete. That guy's awesome. He's an, he's an <laughs> animal. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's – those are – he's such an anomaly for – he would have played professionally no matter what school well, he's he was. he's brilliant too. Like, the guy yeah. is unbelievable, right? Mm-hmm. But that's like – that. That is so rare that that's not the norm. Whereas if you go to Alabama, how many football players are going to turn pro? A lot. A lot. You know? Yeah. Whereas West Point, that's not what they're there for. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not the, the goal. And we can have a five-hour conversation about athletics at West Point. But, um, yeah, I mean, so that was something that, that gave me confidence going in knowing, okay, golf's important, but at the end of the day, the score doesn't define you. Absolutely. So one of the cool things is, you know, you played against – some legit players, some PGA professionals. You had relationships with certain players, yeah. and you had the ability to carry a bag at the <laughs> Masters. Yeah. And you actually got to play the par three. Yeah. So I want to know what that experience is at the Masters, but paint the day for us, yeah. like how you walked up to that tee box on that yeah. par three, yeah, yeah. what the pin location was, what the distance was, and like – and what your mind was doing, knowing you're on national TV. I mean, I hate to tee off on one with two people staring. <laughs> um, yeah, so the 2019 Masters. Um, so, yeah, Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, this goes – so we're going to rewind this. This is going to be a lot longer answer than we thought. We're going to rewind to <laughs> the West Point combo. Um 
Brian Watts, who was the head coach at West Point, was friends with Mike Shy, who lived in Fresno, went to high school with my dad, and he was Bryson's golf coach. And at the time, for everyone that has played with me plenty enough, you know that I hit the ball plenty well, but I'm terrible at putting. Uh, my dad was looking for a putting coach, you know, as anybody that would say they aren't good at putting, but um, he was looking for a putting coach. And Mike Shy taught Aimpoint. And we went to a guy in, I think, San Jose. He taught me, like, Aimpoint 101. I mean, just basic clock and distance, that's it. And that was like a four-hour lesson. It was a lot to absorb. Well, my dad started searching around on Google. He would wake up. He still does. He wakes up at like four o'clock and just plays on his computer. All you know, and then he takes a nap at noon and says, "Why don't? Why didn't you wake up so late at, at seven thirty? Well, Dad, I <laughs> pop. I don't have to take a nap at noon. So um, <laughs> I'm also not. Yeah, I'm twenty seven. So um, he, is that an indirect dig? On I mean, just yeah, you know, a little bit. some of those afternoon his naps are too. afternoon naps are questionable. But um, yeah, so he started looking for a putting coach. And he found Mike Shy, and I played with Bryson a handful of times before in tournaments, you know, XYZ. Um, I can I can confidently tell you I have never beaten him in an 18-hole round, but I have been one-up after one hole. So, Yeah, Judy, I was one-up after one because he made an absolute mess of the first, but um, ended up beating Baskin Robbins, my brother, afterwards. We both lost. but um, So we went. He, he called Mike and said, hey, uh, you know, we didn't know Bryson was there. Uh, you know, they made the connection. They went to high school together. They were a couple years apart. My dad played football. Mike played golf. They did not know each other at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go out there, and we got there at like 7 a.m., 8 o'clock. And already they had this tent. At the time, it was no joke, an army tent, like cloth siding. Yeah. And it's Medes- or it's Fresno. It's hot. Sand's mm-hmm. flying around. Interesting. And there's a little shed inside of it where they had all their clubs. Um, where the first set of one lengths that Bryson made came out of, but, um, you know, Bryson was there like, Oh, I, you know, I knew him, you know, we played a bunch of rounds together and okay, cool. So, you know, we started talking and all of a sudden it turned into a, you know, a 10 hour practice session of putting and balls and swing playing and, and everything. And it was an absolute fire hose of golf info. And that night we went to five guys and just hung out. And that's where it really, you know, all the, the intertwining of West Point and, and Bryson and all that, it happened instantly. You know, that was the day I went home and said, I want to go to West Point. My mom said, you're not going. Uh, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's back to that. Yeah. That's where all of that got really, you know, tied in immediately. And so fast forward, um, junior West Point, Bryson came out. SMU was playing a Bush Cup. Bush Sr. Uh, really liked golf. They created a Ryder Cup format. SMU played West Point at Wingfoot and absolutely smoked West Point. I mean, mm-hmm. just blew them out of the water. I mean, SMU at the time, uh, I think just Smotherman and, and Bryson are the two on tour from that team. Um, but Andrew Buchanan was an ace. Um, you know, I mean, USGA events, that team is wrecked, but it's funny that Bryson won the US Open at Wingfoot. But uh, so yeah, he came out, uh, got a picture. I was wearing ACUs. Took him out uh, to Washington statue on the plane. You know, took a photo. Uh, it was just, it was fun. Um, and then I did not go to the Masters 
when I, our senior year, it was a month before I was graduating and my cousin had a wedding. And of course, I uh, got to the wedding and she heard I could have gone to the master's. And oh, she looked wow. at me and said, oh, you should have gone to that. Yeah. And of course, my mom grabs me and says, no, we are not talking about that. Because <laughs> uh, I, was, I was not happy to be there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so fast forward a couple years, um, 2018 master's. Bryson's dad and, gosh, uh, he was a quarterback for the Eagles. He was backup quarterback. Uh, I forget it. He was, he was friends with Bryson growing up. Um, what year? Let's call Snyder. 2018. <laughs> I forget. So it was okay. Bryson's dad and, and that guy. Uh, Nick Foles. I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, they, they caddy. Listeners then, can Google it. Yeah. yeah. Snyder, tell us. But, um so then the following year, get out there, and it, Monday, Tuesday were a breeze. Uh, his You carried Monday, Tuesday? No, no, no. So the par three contest is on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, his caddy's on the bag, you know, the whole week, uh, Tim Tucker. Um, and then Wednesday comes around, and uh, it was really interesting. So his – gosh, this is going to be recorded. Uh, his housemate <laughs> um, was, you know, there for the week. And uh, both of us were hanging out together. You know, you can still have your camera Monday to Wednesday. So, you know, we're taking pictures or whatever. And um, Brett, Bryson's manager, said, hey, uh, go get ready for the par three. And he didn't really tell us who was going to be getting ready. Yeah. So we both walk over to the caddy yard. And, you know, of course, you have to get through the deal. And uh, we get in there and we get to the the, – head in charge with a guy in charge and he's like which one of you guys is is doing it hit the shot and we're both no no who's gonna catch because you have to put the the suit on and they only give you one square that that number with the master the that stuff is like that's like gold they don't let you just walk around no no no. like you have to give them an id to take that with you Mm -hmm. and we're kind of looking at each other like i guess we're gonna rock paper scissors yeah no it gets better it gets better so we do best of three yeah. And Grant won. Okay. So he puts the he puts the jumpsuit on and we take a cart over to the first hole and Ben Crenshaw's standing on the putting green, silky smooth putting stroke. And of course I'm like, oh my God. You know, I, and uh Stuart Sink and Kevin Na are on the tee, and Kevin Na, his daughter, is so cute. Mm-hmm. She's she was running around and uh we get out of the cart and Bryson just looks at us like we're two idiots. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, and I'm thinking, oh, are we late? You know, yeah, like, yeah. how'd we he, mess up? And he goes, Grant, why are you wearing the suit? And Grant goes, what do you, yo, we played rock, paper. And like, no, Brandon, go put it on. Oh, oh bro. Oh, but I wanted yeah. <laughs> <and> the scissors. <laughs> so, yeah, we went back and it was, uh, it was hot. I was wearing uh, pants. And a short sleeve, and Grant had brought basketball shorts and a t-shirt for it. Oh, I wasn't well, was not prepared. prepared. He, he was prepared. Was, hey, I let was, me get those basketball shorts too. Bro. I was not ready. <laughs> let me tell you, uh, it was it was warm, but that I I'd never even seen the par three course itself uh, before twenty eighteen. No balls in preparation. Oh, do, oh no. No, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, so 2018, I didn't really watch it on TV. 2018, obviously, walked around the course, and it's beautiful. That The par 3 course on TV, people get an understanding of it. It is immaculate. I mean, it is Augusta 
quality shrunk. Imagine they just shrink a really cool hole mm-hmm. and it's it's there. And the wild part is people line up their chairs like fringe, you know, green, a foot of fringe, chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it, So you got to yeah. tuck it. Oh, dude, it the holes are like 80 yards, right? Yeah. So we're standing there. I'm looking down the first the first it's kind of got this big U-shaped dip thing. And there's people, it looks like they're sitting on the green. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, Bryce, you know, he can play along. And it was a blast. I mean, it was funny. Uh, our conversations during it were even funnier, but uh, it was. But when you, when you walked we're, up to we're the getting, yeah, yeah, We're yeah, getting, like, we're getting. So you, the yeah. caddies only play number nine. And number nine is like 130, 140 yards over the lake. Because I think uh, – I don't remember the part three that well. There's there's two holes that cross over the lake. Number nine's the last one. And the pin was front right. This is the hole that Nicholas's grandson got hole the hole one. on, right? Mm-hmm. It was the same year. Uh, I don't know what time that was. But Bryson's clubs are obviously one length, but people can't understand how upright they are. I mean, you are standing – I'm not tall. Right, he's significantly taller than me, and his hands. I mean, he's a lot taller. When you're using an upright club that's made for somebody taller, and you hold on to it, the thing is toe mm-hmm. straight. You know, is he known for being an upright golfer? Is that oh, at the time, he was still venturing toward one plane. Uh, okay. So that was kind of the notion of it. But so I have this pitching wedge that I'm trying to choke up on to be able to have it fit to me. You know. And uh, hit the green. Yeah, so what's the thought? You turn around and there's actually this, uh, like, basically this bridge of people's chairs at about your eye level. Uh, They're lifted above the first tee or the the ninth tee box. And uh, honestly, everything just... Went blank. It just went blank. Like, all I saw was the The hole. That's what you're supposed to do. You stuck the tee in. You stuck the tee in. And then you're like... My only thought was, how do I choke up far enough on this club to actually make contact with the ball? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because it's, it, it's it really upright and really long. And, yeah, I mean, I took a couple practice swings. And I just remember thinking, okay, this is really cool, but please don't shank it. Mm-hmm. You know? And or dump it in the water. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I hit the green like maybe 25 feet. And we get up there to hit the putt. And the putt was – those greens are stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean they had them at stimp like 11 or 12 and the greens are, are you know, these yeah, – just yeah. slope. You right? just touch it. Yeah, well, I didn't just touch it. <laughs> I killed this You went thing. to hammer time. Hammered, hammered it. <laughs> and, you know, of course, I don't even remotely try – Bryce, just go pick that up. You know, I was uh-huh. – I, I think I tapped it every – I had no chance – no chance on the comebacker. But it uh, didn't matter. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, what an experience. It was a blast. Yeah, it was a blast. All right, we're back for the Back Nine Press. To start off, the first question we always ask is, what is your favorite hole and why? Okay, I started this one for a while, and I have two answers. Uh, one is a hole that is uh, normal, and one is a dream hole. Uh, favorite hole is actually here at number 16 at Tacoma. That's- Popular choice. Uh, and, and rightfully so, for two reasons. When you are standing in the fairway in the summer, you know, maybe May, June, it's not quite fully hot yet. 
the sun's blue, couple clouds. That green's beautiful. There's no water. It doesn't need anything extra. It doesn't need some view of, you know, the mountains or rainy. No, it doesn't matter. It's a beautiful hole. Mm-hmm. And something intrinsically when you're playing golf, I don't hit a lot of fades on purpose. And on 16, I always aim at the right edge of the left bunker and try to hit a high fade. Because I know when I hit it well, I'll be like 180 out. And you play from the tips most of the time? Oh, we're talking blues. If I'm playing from the <laughs> from the tips, uh, that right bunker's I don't know. I don't know uh, if that's a guaranteed carry or not. Uh-huh. But from the blues, right bunker, not a problem. It's the left bunker that becomes an issue because you know that's a mm-hmm. mess. But high fade, it's beautiful. You watch it, the sky. It's like oh, that's nice. You know, so that's that's my favorite hole. I would say in in general, mm-hmm. um, but dream hole. Number 16 at Cypress Point, uh, it's the complete opposite. It's, it's this artificial, it's built on a cliff. It's just beautiful. Played it one time, hit it to like 20 feet, didn't make the putt. Um, but just completely gorgeous in a completely different way, right? We have Pacific Northwest, beauty, mm-hmm. trees, all that, and that was just pure ocean. Um, those are my two favorite holes. How is it artificial? Because it's not, it's not a real hole. It's built on a cliff. Okay. You know, that's not a golf hole. That's just some grass on top of rock. Mm-hmm. So. Arguably the nicest part of the country, though. Like, that, that coastline yeah, is, it's nice. is yeah. pretty special. Yeah, and what's interesting is the Oregon coast is very pretty, um, but it doesn't quite have the same appeal as Monterey. Uh, there's something about it. Like, Bannon Dunes, you go down there, and there are some holes that are just as nice, but it doesn't have the same feel. Mm-hmm. Bandon Dunes is special though. It's fun. Yeah, Bandon Dunes is a lot of fun. Yeah. Out of those courses, what's your favorite uh, course in Bandon? So I've only played a handful. I, I, I played uh, Bandon, Pacific, and uh, was it Trails? Trails. Probably. Yeah. yeah, so I played with, at the time, Bryson's caddy, Tim Tucker. He used to caddy there, and I went down there for a weekend in, uh, what was it, September of 18, and we played you know those and... Uh, Bandit was it was fun, uh, mm-hmm. and having him, he he probably only played eighteen holes combined. He was yeah. just there to walk around. He'd see the courses enough time. He was sick to see the courses, yeah. but you know I went down there to hang out. You know, and uh, having him caddy there, that was one of those I knew. No matter how much you know I play golf, whatever he said, that was the shot. If I'm one thirty yeah. out, and he says hit seven iron. It's sir, yes sir, right? I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna argue with him. It, it was it was a blast. Um, Did he take you by the box? I no, I don't think you're, so. You're not familiar with the box? No, oh. no. Definitely a different conversation. Let's hear oh, it. Our listeners want to hear it. Oh yeah, yeah. So another member here at the club, uh, Rob McDougal. Okay. Started this thing where he put a box oh, under hole number yep. nine. Yep. Or ten. Ten, I think. Ten it's on Bannon. Ten on Bannon. Basically, basically he, he, he buried this box and through time the word got out that this box existed. Yep. And so essentially, if you were gonna take something from the box, you had to put something back that's in. That's awesome. Those are and fun. and so there's a ledger that's at the bunker bar at Bandon yep. where you literally can see everybody who signed it celebrities and everybody else who has participated in what they gave to the box and so it's a pretty special special thing Mm -hmm. and i think rob's got a couple other things moving oh yeah he does he needs to get on this podcast he's an interesting cat (laughs) yeah i know he listens to them all we need to get him on yeah rob sign up 
So you cooked dinner for the Bergmans before, mm, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, well, that that uh, one in particular was not even cooking. Uh, we made poke bowls, mm-hmm. and I went to my favorite uh, Korean market, Powder World off one twenty seven. Oh yeah, uh, just past the casinos, and picked up some salmon and tuna. And I believe Jason Stockton was there. The reason I ask you is because the next question is your favorite dish at the club. Gosh. Uh, and I, I got to go with the seafood salad. And mm-hmm. Jamie, I'm sorry if you, if you hate the answer to that, but it does have the mix of everything. The scallops are awesome. I've always enjoyed the scallops here. And uh, it's just fresh and it's really it's large. I'm, it's filling for a salad. You, th- you know, Mark's looking at me. It's not steak and potatoes. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, it's 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 a great dish. The shrimp mm-hmm. is great. You get a nice you know variety, and uh, that is definitely a go to. And you know. all you eat is fish. Yeah, seafood. No no land meats. I'm so, a pescatarian. So when you make the turn and you're hungry, what are you getting? Breakfast. At the snack br- oh, it's Linda's breakfast burrito with no meat, either double eggs or double. Oh, okay. Tots. And Linda makes a killer breakfast burrito. Yes. Even if it doesn't have the sausage in it, but uh, that's the go to. Mm-hmm. Either that or grilled cheese. Um, but I try to so bring some snacks with you're me. a complete foodie. And so yeah. <laughs> what would you say was your favorite restaurant of all time that you've been to? Oh, God. Okay. Um, there's, there's two, and they're both kind of a flex, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be French Laundry. Oh, there we go. Kind of all right. So, yeah, one of the stories, um, it, was, <laughs> it was March of my senior year at West Point, and fun fact for anybody, if you are active duty military, you get the platinum card for free. And of course, as a senior at West Point, I signed up for that because I was moving so I can get, you had to, I think it was like $5,000 for the sign up bonus. And I had a lot of stuff going on. I knew I'd be spending five grand. I'd buy uniforms, all this. So I got the card and they come with a concierge. And as a gift to my mom, for the last 20 years, she'd wanted to go there. I always remember her talking about it and she really enjoys food. Uh, my brother and my dad eat food. She enjoys it. <laughs> and they know the difference. Uh, she enjoys it. So uh, I called up the concierge. I said, hey, um, I'm going to be in California. You get 60 days of leave. After you graduate from West Point, you get 60 days off, non-charge. You get paid the whole time. Nice. Yeah. Officer pay the whole bit. Ah, you son of Sorry, guy. sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Eli, you would know about it. I know, yeah, yeah. right. So I said, hey, um, here's my date range. I want to take my mom to the French Laundry. And this was in March. So, of course, they figured it out eventually, and I took her there, and we were actually going to one of my, my eighth grade teachers, as she called it graduation, it was her retirement. Uh, we were going to that early in the afternoon, and we had a reservation at French Laundry, and I didn't tell my mom where we were going, but I told her, hey, you got to get dressed up. So she put on you know dress, and we started driving toward Napa, and she was making all sorts of guesses. Are we going on the wine train or going to whatever? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even know the restaurants in Napa, yeah. right? But this is in uh, Yountville, which is right next door. So we pull in, and of course, I see the sign. I mean, it's very subtle, but it's right under, there's like this uh, you know, kind of wall, and it just says French Laundry, and it's kind of covered by some you know, shrub or whatever. She doesn't see it. Yeah. And she's like, where, yeah. are, we, where are we at? Yeah. And I'm like, you really don't see the sign? No? No. Okay. So we walk in and she still didn't she still know what it was. And we walk in and they hand you the, the champagne and the menu and, and her jaw dropped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was an experience. It was three or four hours. Um, absolute blast. 
and at the time I, I still ate meat. So it was uh, <laughs> surprisingly filling. Every single dish was, you know, the size of a golf ball. But after a dozen of them, you are stuffed. Yeah. And uh, it was really enjoyable. And I say that's my favorite, you know, restaurant experience because it was with my mom. She taught me how to cook. I love how to cook. It was a combination of all of that. And I will say it's not something you want to do any more than maybe once it every five years mm-hmm. definitely uh, shout out to judy she yeah. is <laughs> she Sally. my wife watches her on on oh, facebook. On facebook yeah and all the amazing meals that yeah. she makes meals and trips and she always is like dang it i judy just is yeah. like perfect yeah mm-hmm. so yeah well it's funny about facebook uh, she did not want to have facebook at all and she was convinced that Facebook causes cancer. Or I'm sorry, not cancer, uh, viruses. So she didn't want us using Facebook on her computer in high school. Oh. Okay. Well, all the parents' clubs at West Point were on Facebook. So she finally got one when I was going to West Point. And of course, I still heckle her that it doesn't cause viruses. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but Mark Zuckerberg is probably listening to your conversations. Yes, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And he'll laugh at it too. But um, yeah, and I, I'd say. Uh, Favorite uh, favorite dish, I mean favorite restaurant around here, Tim Bart's. I'm really sorry. I would say the Koi, but there's one sushi place that that beats it. It's also not Sushi Niwa. Uh, it's Musashi, and there's a couple locations in Seattle, Bellevue, and uh, near UW. They make a Chirashi bowl that's pretty amazing. Uh, really simple. It's a you know small place. I mean, yeah. we're talking a couple tables. The one in, uh, next to UW has like four tables, mm-hmm. and most people take their stuff to go, but it's just straight sashimi on rice, and it's amazing. Um, what was the favorite great. dish that uh, your mom made when you were growing up? Oof. Mom's making whatever, and you get excited. Gosh, you know you're coming home for that. Yeah, right? It was actually, it was meatloaf. Uh, she did a... Mom! Mom! Yeah. <laughs> she did a meatloaf with uh, a brown sugar and ketchup topping Ooh, and it yeah. sounds goofy no it's oh, it was awesome. amazing and another one for team dinners she of course she was the team dinner queen uh golf team come over there were these ribs with a dry rub mm-hmm. they're amazing yeah, so, i mean she everything she she makes a bunch of great meals um but it's and good. what's funny is like our cooking styles are are not the same she's very uh, you know, hands off, likes to bake everything. She's, she's more baking. Her mom baked everything. Uh, and you know, I, I've kind of gotten the mix of, of that and, and trying to be more actively involved in the cooking process, but you do the um, sauces. And... Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. I mean, she, most of her cooking was oriented toward feeding three boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my brother and I ate a lot of food and my dad ate a lot. I mean, it was, she had to feed three boys, so Costco and Sam's Club, you know, you get a big two-pound piece of salmon, and that thing's gone at the end of the night. There was no leftovers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for Catherine and I now when I cook, um, it's a lot more focused on, like, the taste and making sure there's, you know, leftovers the next day. So, you know, she doesn't have to go to Jimmy John's or whatever for lunch. But um, Does she eat meat? She does. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't – when we started dating, it wasn't, like, a big deal that I didn't cook meat. It was – you know, she didn't really – eat it a lot you mm-hmm. know occasionally maybe have a steak or something but yeah. it wasn't a huge transition and uh i was actually i was gone for almost two weeks beginning of april you know i went to the masters went to oklahoma and i left her i went the grocery shopping i left her with all the recipes i meal prepped as best i could and one of them was chicken and broccoli and she made it and said that you know i had a stomach ache afterward and i was like yeah i, 
I know what you mean, you know, and you don't eat it for a while. No, and you start yeah, to do yeah. it. So it, it does, uh, it does affect it, but, um, no, she likes the cooking. So do you guys share the next question is vacation spot, your favorite Ooh, place to go. On so actually my parents are there right now. Um, of all places, it's Scottsdale, Arizona. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been to dozen plus countries. Is it the golf? Or? It's the golf. Yeah. Yeah. The golf. Uh, I'm, I mean, ocean views and everything are cool, but it's the golf in Scottsdale. You love the it's, desert golf. Yeah. That was something um, growing up. So my parents got a, a vacation condo there um, like 2005, so I was in fifth grade. And we played a lot of golf in Arizona. And it was fun. I mean, Easter, Thanksgiving, anything but the summer because summers there are not blistering. Yeah, it's not fun. But yeah. yeah, the golf there is just, it's a lot of fun. It's different, you know, especially from California golf, having desert. Um, it was a lot of fun. Do both your folks play? Um, my dad, he swings a club. Uh, my mom, I think she might have, she's played maybe three times in her life. Got it. And she would joke that by osmosis, she should be really good, but uh, it did not transfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's watched, I mean, for high school golf, of the nine-hole matches, I mean, I probably played close to 50 of them. She watched, I think, every single one of them. Sure. But... Uh, yeah, never, never really got into it. My dad played football at uh, San Luis Obispo, Cal Poly, and he was set when he was done. I'm, I'm done playing football, and my kids will never play. They're gonna play golf. Yeah. So that's uh, he started to play. He was, you know, as as in his early days as a real estate agent. Um, you know, late '80s, uh, he started to play golf because that was kind of the business nature of it. And then uh, when Andrew and I played, he did the smart parent thing and said, I don't know anything. I'm going to have somebody that knows what they're talking about teach my boys how to play. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so his swing, um, gosh, uh, John Snyder, maybe? <laughs> somewhere in there. We so, love you, John. Yeah, John, sorry, I'm John. sorry. <laughs> but, uh, somewhere in that nature. But uh, so John plays far really more. good. He's yes, just that's what we've ab- yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so next question is favorite golfer. I'm guessing it's not John Snyder. Oof. Um, I, I, I'd say this answer has changed over the course of you know. Oh, for sure. Twenty seven years, uh, close to twenty eight. Um, growing up, Tiger Woods was my favorite golfer, and then uh, it actually pushed to Sergio Garcia. Uh, in high school and college did not expect that yeah uh, it's not mark's favorite golfer yeah and then uh i mean obviously now when you're best friends with somebody uh, i mean bryson dechambeau is probably my my favorite golfer just by nature of it yeah well because um, you want to root for him right it's like, yeah I mean, that's what it comes down to exactly. it's like you want to yeah yeah i mean honestly like even spending a week at the masters um you know i'm there to watch him like i'm mm-hmm. i'm not there to watch you were there this else. year yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well you're invested yeah, yeah, it's yeah. you know it's one of those um, yeah there's literal emotional investment because uh, players need that too and uh, yeah that's favorite favorite golfer. So it's his non-family dream foursome. You can have family if you want. Mm. Who would be the other three guys? All right, no shock to you guys. Uh, my boyfriend John Dimmer. Oh, ah, Dimmer. look at that! John that's Dimmer, nice. First on the docket, and uh, if we're going non-family, true non-family. Uh, it would be Brian Watts, who is my coach at West Point, and then my teammate Robbie Hill, who's now at uh, Berkeley getting an MBA. Um, but if we did family, Watts, I'm sorry, but uh, it would be my brother Robbie and, and John Dimmer. 
Awesome. But uh, the the Robbie Watts and uh, Dimmer actually happened. We played at Royal Oaks. Uh, Wattsy lives down in Oregon, and Robbie was here for at the time a striker leader course that's hosted at JBLM. Uh, he was at uh, Schofield Barracks in Hawaii, and he came over here for a couple weeks, and it was entertaining having him here because uh, he lived in a completely different world in Hawaii and then came here. And I think it was uh, mid seventies, and he was wearing pants and a hoodie, and I was very confused, mm-hmm. but because uh, I was wearing shorts and a short sleeve because I thought it was hot. So. Yeah. Um, but that would be my, my dream foursome. Yeah. How did you and Dimmer, uh, I'm guessing you guys met here. We did. And how did this friendship blossom? Because if anybody knows you two, you know that you guys golf a lot. Yeah, I would have to say it's nine and a half rounds out of ten. ten and the uh, pro shop now is starting to keep track. And I did ask for stats. And I guess only a year in. But mm-hmm. um, my first round I played here was with Jeremy Gorham and Chris Bay. Oh, yeah. We'll see, Bay. And I teed off a number 12 and blocked it dead right. I mean, right of right. And I mm-hmm. thought I was like OB or something. Yeah. Well, no. I was on 13 fairway. Mm-hmm. And Dimmer was walking up, and he was playing with some, I don't know, who else. And uh, he says, oh, you must be Brandon Roberts. <laughs> and I'm kind of right. looking at uh-huh. him going, uh, yeah, yeah. How, how do you know that? And he goes, oh, well, I heard you were out here today, and uh, I'm John Dimmer. Okay. Uh, still don't know how you know that, but mm-hmm. uh, the connection, uh, his son was a year behind me at West Point. I did not know him. Uh, he lived actually one floor and down the hall from me. Did um, his son know you? No. We didn't okay. know each other. He was in E2. I was in I2. Uh, E2 was on the fourth floor. I2 was on the fifth floor of uh, Bradley Barracks, and uh, I Never really ran into him. And, okay. uh, he was in a, in terms of West Point world, he kind of get in these small little bubbles, and his bubble was completely different than mine. Yeah. Um, he was a cyber guy. Uh, I was not. Um, we just never crossed. But mm-hmm. um, so yeah, met that day, and then uh, I think we, you know, exchanged contact. And hey, do you want to play? You know, Saturday. Or sure. And then just instantly hit it off. Yeah. Um, it's it's fun. I mean, yeah, he's he's one of my best friends, and he is over twice my age which is hilarious <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's actually hilarious to t- tell people oh yeah but you know my friend's son and they're kind of looking at me going is four no he's 27 too. <laughs> i mean has he allowed you to drive that a8 or whatever oh the the nsx yeah um i've never driven it no i have never driven the nsx on, uh, i think that is a <laughs> that is less than five people um but something I do want to do before I move is, uh, so Dimmer is a professional driver. Uh, I do want to have him take me to the track and, uh, I will happily sit in the passenger seat Henry Ford style and have him make me shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> professional driver. I didn't know that. Yeah. Dimmer is a professional driver. So if you need somebody, if there is somebody that I would feel comfortable driving, it is, it is John Dimmer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He raced for 20 plus years. Oh, wow. Good to know. Yep. I don't know if you're into sports. I know you're into golf, but Oof. what's your uh, favorite sports team? Yeah, this this is a tough question because I don't really follow. You don't really follow, uh, yeah. Team sports. Uh, okay. Yeah, I team. USA. So next, Team USA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah favorite movie. Mark's uh, looking at you in shock right now. He's like, "Wait, you don't watch sports?" Yeah. <laughs> so, so so fun fact, I'm not going to be his friend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Catherine and I 
we didn't really grow up watching a lot of TV, and yeah. at our house, we don't have TV. Uh, we have a TV that we watch Netflix and fall asleep at 9.30 at night, but uh, we don't have TV, so I don't watch a lot of sports. Do you see what the next question is on the list? I do, yeah. So, uh, favorite movie, this is TV show, those are easy. Uh, Iron Man 1 and uh, Suits. So, mm. Iron Man 1 came out 8th uh, grade, freshman year of high school, some 2008, something. Um yeah, Eli's looking at call. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, have another beer. Yeah. Um, that, to me, was a very uh, cool movie just based on uh, kind of innovation. And, um, you know, obviously it's a movie. It's it's not real. But uh, kind of going in the longer realm of what can happen mm-hmm. uh, with technology. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't think Elon Musk is far off from pulling some Tony Stark. But uh, he's got too if much. anybody, it's going to be him. Yeah, he's got a gut, though, so he's got to take that out. But... Um, and then TV show uh, Suits, uh, it's FX. Oh, Netflix, Amazon. I don't have TV, man. I don't know. It's I think it's Amazon. But uh, Harvey, what is Suits? It's a it's a lawyer movie or show TV series, mm-hmm. and uh, it's based on a guy that didn't go to Harvard but is uh, uh, extremely intelligent and has a uh, photographic memory working for a guy that went to Harvard and they he convinced them that he did because he can memorize the entire uh, I don't know a lot about law but he memorized basically everything and uh, it's like seven seasons oh wow and uh, yeah when I was a single lieutenant I, I crushed a lot of suits but, <laughs> um, yeah it's it's witty it's it's fun uh, has you know it's making a lot of people look stupid which I particularly enjoy yeah um, <laughs> how many years were you in uh, five years Three months and eight days. Okay. Awesome. Uh, just enough to get some GI. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite. The next one is your favorite wine, grape, beer. I see you're drinking Blue Moon. Yeah. So um, favorite wine. I'm not a big wine drinker. Um, Do you like red or white better? How about uh, that? Pink. White. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, so uh, Sweet Catherine is one of my favorites just because my wife's name is Catherine. But uh uh, Sweet Riesling from uh, Chateau Saint Michel. Mm-hmm. Um, is he nice. trying to score points? Uh, you know, whatever yeah. points I can get. You know, well, it's her birthday that. tomorrow. Her birthday is tomorrow. You so guys I, are gonna eat and listen to this. Yeah. Well, huh? yeah. But uh, favorite beer is uh, Contact Haze. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, which, I love Elysian. Yeah, I think that's pretty good stuff. But if I had to be anywhere in the country and buy a beer, I'd buy Blue Moon. Okay. Um, Mango Blue Moon is my absolute favorite, but that is. Very hard to come hard by. To find. Maybe seasonal, really. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, so whenever it does come by, Catherine knows if she sees it, she just picks up a couple cases and we're good. Do you like milkshakes? Um, not milkshakes. I do make a smoothie every day. Um, so kind of our little routine. I, is that your breakfast? Is a breakfast smoothie? Yeah, smoothie. And well, I need more than that, but she, Catherine, is good with a smoothie. Uh, I do mango. Uh, so frozen mango. Uh, plain yogurt, uh, some apple juice, peanut butter, and a frozen banana. Jeez. And uh, it's pretty killer. Yeah. yeah you should really fast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we should compare our sizes too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, milkshake-wise, um, I do make a smoothie that's somewhat a milkshake. So in my mind, a frozen banana actually mimics... Um, milk or heavy mm-hmm. creamer very yeah. well and uh frozen banana peanut butter and chocolate milk if you get some fair life chocolate milk 
it's pretty good. Yeah. It kind of tastes like a uh, peanut butter cup. Nice. And it doesn't have the same uh, weight as a shake, but you mm-hmm. get all the enjoyment from it. If you use a lot of frozen banana, like I'm talking like two or three frozen bananas with maybe two cups or three cups of chocolate milk and then a big old scoop of peanut butter, mm-hmm. you can be very happy with it. All right. Yeah. yeah. How about... You talked about a lot of golfers. The next one's best golfer that you've ever played with. Oh God, it's probably it's... probably John Snyder. Um, <laughs> no, I mean well, we, we we all know that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, love you, John. <laughs> mm, yeah, I I think it's Bryson. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got in be. terms of playing. Yeah, you, yeah. In terms of played you with, competed uh, as an amateur, and then of course this guy's got on to yeah, do a lot of ridiculous. Yeah, things. I mean, I I don't think I've ever played with anybody else uh, top ever topped in the world um but yeah probably, probably him next question is life hack and or golf tip you can pick one we can do both we could go to the next one. Oh, um as a member of this club i don't think i'm qualified to give life hacks yeah, there's, some, um, mm-hmm. there's some people that uh, don't need tips from me so <laughs> i'll skip that one uh and as an amateur golfer um my my golf tip would be you are not as good as you think you are okay that probably is also a life hack too. Yeah. yeah. Put yourself in check. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So if you're talking shit to somebody, it's probably better off not. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there was a movie about Brandon Roberts, who should play you in a movie? I would love to say Adam Sandler. Oh yeah. I'd love to. I love if you can put a uniform on Adam Sandler and have him be an officer. Is, I think it'd be amazing. Is he one of your favorite actors? He is. Yeah, he's he's great. Uh, I don't think he looks that much like me, but close enough that he could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he'd have to shave his head. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Mark thought, but he was thinking something. Well, the previous years, didn't you say you had big bushy hair? He I had an afro. Believe it or not, yeah. I had I had very curly hair um, all the way through high school. And even at West Point, you, you shave your head, but then it kind of grows back, but you have to get it cut. But it would still be mm-hmm. pretty flowy, and then it started to just work its way backward, and I gave up. I actually think it's funny because I thought about what foursome I'd want. Yeah. Adam Sandler would have been part of that. Oh, really? And so when I think about, like, your dream foursome, I was thinking, like, when you said that, you should have had Adam Sandler. That's I didn't funny. even know the guy who plays golf, but... How do you know he doesn't play golf? He was at the Gilmore. He the guy shoots golf. jump shots. Like, he oh, loves I've seen basketball. Yeah, I've seen him play basketball. He loves yeah. hoops. Yeah. But I don't know about what about golf, but the reality is, is that guy would probably be hilarious. Oh, he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah and, and I mean, he's a good enough actor. I think he can do anything. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I've... At, at some parts of my life, I feel like I've, I've been a movie character because there's just some parts where I'm like, how did I even end up here? You know, like, why am I here? Uh, which I feel like movie well, like you said the butterfly effect like wait this happened and yeah. then this happened yeah. but, uh... talking about favorite actors do you have one I think it, today's Al Pacino's birthday which is top three in my really yeah. could have been yesterday after last Oof. night it's a blur um, I'd say Leonardo DiCaprio yeah um, that's, that's probably my favorite one mm-hmm. solid yeah Mark he, you know what I can't argue with that. With Leo, that. the guy is literally mm-hmm. yeah everything. He's been generational for us. Like, yeah. right? I mean, he's he's stuck. Well, he's been my, guys... my entire life, but yours is generational. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could be your daddy. Yeah, I won't call you daddy. Have you guys been watching the Johnny Depp thing? Oh, yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> it's just too good. It's... Save, save Johnny. 
Same job. And well, yeah, it's, it's, uh, he's had a tough life. And, well, and, and that kind of aligns with golfing world. Lucas Lover ran into a similar scenario. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Johnny Depp is, I mean, it seems to be very lopsided. And mm-hmm. if the justice system works the way it does, then yeah. it should be fine. It plays out the way it should. Yeah, yeah. All right, to wrap it up, do you have a favorite quote or song lyric? Mm, I think this relates to uh, life and golf, but it was a... Uh, Senior year at West Point, you take a class called MX400, which is, uh, I think the class is actually called military leadership, which is ironic. Since your senior year, you're, you're about to graduate. Um, but a big portion of planning is uh, uh, every plan doesn't survive past the first shot. And uh, I think that, that applies to golf and applies to life. Can you uh, explain so, it a little bit? Sure, yeah. Have so, a backup plan. Yeah, you need to have a backup plan. Uh, you can create a perfect game plan for golf or military operation or whatever, but the first contact that you have, uh, that plan uh, quickly disappears. And uh, similar to golf, you you know, first hole you can have a strategy and you snap hook it into the parking lot on one and uh, you might quickly let your strategy go away, but you have to, you have to stick to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I mean, I, I like to think that I, I have created strategies um, in terms of, you know, how life's gone out. Um, and I like to, you know, think in, you know, multiple five-plus-year time frame. And, you know, maybe the next couple of years aren't uh, as clear as I like them, but uh, having a plan is good. But, you know, when you run into obstacles, uh, that plan can get tested. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called life. That's it. That's right. it. And I, it applies to golf. And that's why I really enjoy golf. It, uh, it's very similar to life. Mm-hmm. Except for you get to play the same course, but it's different every time. But uh, it, it tests you in a way that not a lot of sports do because you're really just playing yourself. Truthfully, I think in closing for me, like I wish the best for you and Catherine moving forward. And, of course, you guys have a bright future. Um, and I hope that you guys find yourselves back at Tacoma uh, after your little stint in Oklahoma <laughs> and yeah. No, I hope this is something that uh, 10 years from now we are back at the club after a couple of years and, and listen to this and uh, and think it's funny to look back and go, we didn't know where we were going to be, but we're coming back. But we mm-hmm. do plan on coming back, and I, I appreciate that. I certainly I hope to be here. Uh, we hope to be here for a long time, and uh, this is where we ultimately want to be. So, um, yeah. Cheers. Brandon Mark, thanks a lot for stopping by, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Look up for new episodes where we talk to members and staff about TCGC, the Tacoma Country and Golf Club podcast, inspiring stories from the club since 1894.